Hello and welcome to Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside the little birthday boy himself, Braxton Taylor. I'm old. You are getting old. Decrepit. My bones hurt. 25 years old. Yeah, how you I know. feeling? How you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling old, man. Feeling my, old. my my joints getting a little rickety, and you know the back isn't exactly where it used to be. But uh, no, pretty yeah. good. I'm very good. That's just part of it. It is part it's of part it. Part of you it. Know? I I knew once I hit about 23, 24, my body started going downhill. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any uh, extra special birthday celebrations or anything? I <clears throat> I had dinner with my family, and that was pretty good. So. Well, I mean, what more can you ask for? Exactly. Exactly. That's good. Food and family. That's right. That's where it's at. Live, laugh, love. The only thing that could have made it better is maybe (laughs) if you would have, like, watched Star Wars or something. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, I know. It was a pretty busy birthday, so I didn't get to do everything I wanted, but uh, it was good. Did you get, like, a little Baby Yoda or anything? I I didn't, honestly. Baby Yoda. I was kind of hoping you and give me (laughs) something. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get anything. Well, I mean, uh, you just haven't yet. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get you something. Oh? Like, no, Honestly, I had thought about getting you something. I haven't done it yet. I was but, just kidding. But well, no, but I really did think about it. And I thought about sending you like a, maybe a game for your que- new Oculus cool. Quest. Yeah, or I, something, I did get an Oculus Quest for. Well, we'll see so. what happens. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say it. on air, I'm not trying to extort a gift out of Andrew. I'll, I'll spend some time thinking about it and decide <laughs> if I want to spend some time in prayer. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I did get my Quest. So yeah, <clears throat> I. Uh, Hopefully, sometime soon, yes. we'll be able to do some reaction, videos some reaction videos to Vader Immortal, which I have not played yet. So don't uh, play it yet. Don't, I'm not. I'm don't, not going to. Don't I don't even, even have it yet. So. Don't 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 buy it until we're going to okay, do it because okay. I don't trust you. <laughs> no, I know I will be tempted. But anyways, so. thank you guys for joining us today. We uh, we have lots of news because of course yes. we we did not have an episode last week, and so in in that time period, actually a lot of news has dropped about uh, various parts of Star Wars. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to jump into that news. And uh, we're going to just spend a lot of time talking about our news and rumors today. Yeah. We're going to do our Q&A. Uh, we'll talk about the upcoming releases. But we are not te- technically doing a main topic today just mm-hmm. because we have so much here to talk about that has dropped in the past two weeks. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. With our first story. Our first story is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor reveals when Disney Plus show is is set to start filming Mm. so he was uh interviewed um and it was on the graham norton show and they uh he he basically said that the series is going to start filming in march of next year interesting and along with that uh he said they asked him if it was going to be if the series would be all you and his response was, well, it's not all me, but it is certainly a lot of me, which is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, listen, if it's not a lot of him, I wouldn't be very happy. Yeah. It wouldn't be a Kenobi show, Well, and right? you know, there have been there had been some rumors in the past about, well, Kenobi's in it, but like he's kind of almost a mysterious side character and you don't actually see right. a lot of him. It actually focuses on other people and he just Ooh, appears. I would so be not happy. I would be livid. I would not be happy. I mean, I would, I could see, I could see why they, they would kind of contrive that. Right. I understand where they get that idea from because right, you know, right. he's supposed to be in hiding. So yeah. naturally, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd be mad. <laughs> yeah. I would be very mad. Yeah. I would quit star Wars. I would throw away everything I own of star Wars. Um, I would become a hermit and I would live in the desert myself. And I'd just rewatch episodes then, one through six over and over and over until I died. So <laughs> and Clone Wars. <laughs> cuddling a cuddling a figurine of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. But then so they also asked him um kind of about how he's catching up to how uh, Guinness looked in the original trilogy mm-hmm. and they're like, How are you know, kinda how are you gonna go about that? And he said the fun thing about doing them in the first place when I was much younger was trying to imagine Alec Guinness, how would he play these scenes as a younger guy? And it led me to watch a lot of his early work, which I hadn't seen before. Brilliant movies, wonderful films that he'd been in. And I just had such a great time sort of studying him in those movies. Uh, he goes on to then say, uh, you know, how he's now kind of going to be uh basically more just trying to mimic what Alec Guinness was in the yeah. in the uh, 
the original movies. Yeah, and that's going to be very interesting to see him try to kind of assimilate to that character type even more now. Yeah. Because he's all getting older. Well, and it's it's also going to be interesting to see exactly when does this take place. Yeah, Because exactly. that does that is going to matter for his appearance and those types of things. Right. I, I do hope that he still very closely resembles his prequel look. I hope oh, they I agree. I hope yeah. they don't have him like balding white hair like he does in the, <laughs> right. like I hope that's not the route they go. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't I don't imagine they will cuz they well, I know it's supposed to be like a mini series or a short series and stuff. But if they want to give themselves the leeway to do more in the future if they wanted to, they they shouldn't right make him the old character but they might they very well might you yeah know? i don't know i don't know where it's gonna go but to add on to that story uh they i don't know if this was the same interview or if it was a different interview let me see if i can find out uh no he was actually on a on a podcast called happy sad confused mm. and he uh mcgregor told them that He's actually already wore his Obi-Wan costume for the show uh, for some camera tests. That's cool. Uh, And he said he walked into the dressing room and there was my beige cloaks and my belts and boots. It was my old costume. It was amazing. So that's interesting. uh, A little tidbit of information there. But here's the thing that doesn't mean a ton. And this is and this actually now that we're speaking about this made me think of this. It very well may be that they make him an older version because... They very well might, uh, according to the many rumors that we've heard already, have the contrast between Ben and then the flashbacks. True. Uh, to the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. So it very well may be that they have him as an older Ben, but then flashback to the younger. That's a good point. So it's very that's a very good point. I mean, as I it's mean, possible. as we all know, he's a very handsome man, and have so a handsome devil. he could he could easily still play off his Clone Wars age. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure look as good as ever. And, and, a and also be able, magic, you know. Well, right, but but also be able to, I'm sure, pull off a great older Obi Wan Kenobi as well. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be. I just can't wait for this. I, yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> know, there is I'm nothing so more exciting to me <laughs> in, in, than in, this show. In the world of the Star Wars right now, right? I mean, other than maybe the High Republic, there's nothing else that I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm pumped for this. I mean, I'm pumped for High Republic, but this is far past. Oh, High Republic. yeah. This is, this I'm is just the saying, most... there's nothing else that I'm like. I can say like, oh, I'm pumped for this. Other than right. High Republic and and Kenobi. and like we said before, this is peak Star Wars for me. Oh, yeah. like I don't know that it will ever get more exciting <laughs> yeah. than this Kenobi series for me personally. Oh yeah. No, and, I'm on the same um, boat with you. And so, like, this very well may be the the greatest thing, or the, the thing I'm looking most forward to in Star Wars forever, <laughs> may, potentially. I mean, so, yeah, well, it's a peak here. What are we going to do? I mean, might we just fade into the existence, you know, yeah, going to the Force right. or something? Yeah, we might. <laughs> we would be sitting there. As soon as it ends, we're just going to, yeah, we'll just pull. Our robes are going to fall off. Mm, turn 25, yeah. you do. Look, this good, you will not. <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> sorry, we're, we're really going off the rails here. Yeah. I was just telling Andrew, I have like actually super limited time, and I'm more like, we actually we're really, really fast here, and I'm like still in the main story, just like doing Yoda impressions, like good grief. Well, you know, it's all for you guys. We're it's doing all it all for, for you. It's all for you. Okay, well, you want to go ahead and tell us the second story here? Yes. So Andrew will have more on this, um, but Disney is apparently kind of reevaluating and readjusting uh, their kind of focus for TV shows and movies and things of that nature, specifically for Star Wars for a lot of things, but specifically Star Wars, and they're going to be possibly moving to streaming a lot more in the future. Um, But Drew, do you have any more on that? Yeah, so they basically, they um, have accelerated their direct-to-consumer business, uh, which as we know is their their Disney Plus platform. Uh, They have, they're centralizing its media (laughs) businesses into a single organization that will be responsible for content distribution, ad sales, and Disney Plus. Basically, um, they're saying they're doing this because, because Disney Plus has been so successful. I would say it also has to do probably with the fact that COVID has been, um, has really destroyed um, theaters (laughs) and and things. So they're just doubling down on their success with Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, this is going to potentially be a big deal for Star Wars. We already know that Star Wars is focusing uh, on streaming (laughs) 
Uh, the only things we truly know about are the are the Disney Plus series that are coming in the future, uh, mm-hmm. potentially quite a few of them. And yeah. so this is just kind of, again, proving that that is the direction they're going. This is the path they're heading down right now. There is still potentially, I mean, not even potentially, there are still movies uh, planned, and we'll see how that turns out. But, I mean, let's be honest. Is there is there a potential... Um, chance that these movies will actually just be Disney plus movies. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. And, and depending on the success of all the things uh, that are to come, that can obviously very well influence and dictate as to what, you know, with how they, how they release it's like, you know, blockbuster movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the world is into a state as of yet where people are just like, yeah, I'm never going to the movies again. I think a lot of people still love the movies. A lot of people still love the cinematic experience, especially with a big blockbuster movie. So things with like the Mandalorian, even with the Kenobi show, right? The Cassian Andor show, any, any of these crazy multitude of spinoffs, you know, those are all definitely not theater experiences. They're Disney plus streaming experiences for sure. Um, but with that said, if they're coming out with the next main trilogy, yeah, it's quite a few years down the road, and like I said, I do think the success of the the spinoff shows are going to kind of help dictate some of those things, but my point is, is I don't know that they would take those blockbusters and put them on the streaming only. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, um, at least at least not as, as of yet. We'd have to see a drastic change in the market and everything for that to, the industry as a, as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, some of it has kind of started to drift that way. But oh, yeah, will it continue yeah. to, or will they kind of bounce back? Hopefully once, I'm hoping so. once, um, once COVID finally, we get a grip on it, hopefully. Um, things kind of and go this back is, to normal with theaters. You know, four to five years right. in the we future. Still, exactly. You know what I'm saying? We still I mean, have we still have a, a ways to go. Yeah. Um and so and and, and probably even more so than originally, because right, they pushed it back a year, right? Right. More, so it was twenty twenty three now, right? Is that correct? I thought it was twenty twenty four. That's what I was saying. Four or five years. I could be wrong. And it, I but think even it was so twenty three or twenty four. Something like that, yeah. Um but but now, you know, Things are still the way there are. Things are still getting pushed back even more. Mm-hmm. Movies are still being delayed every day, practically. Right. Um, yeah. And so there's a good chance these Star Wars movies dates are still not accurate. Most likely, will probably end up getting pushed again. It's um, possible. You yeah. Know, the MCU has not had a movie. This is actually the longest period of time we have gone without an MCU movie <laughs> right. since the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be over two years. Between Spider-Man: um, Far From Home, which was the last one, believe it or not, yeah, which I can't believe that ago. was that was the last uh, one. To yeah. the next one, which is uh, <laughs> really Endgame. Endgame was the last, like, wasn't the last one? No, Spider-Man. Far That's from been two home. years ago. Spider-Man: Far From Home was the last one. Holy cow! Well, it's not been two years yet, but it will have been over two years by the time. But it's, it does not feel like it's been at least two years for Endgame for me. Like, man, that's so crazy. I'm turning 25, people. Time's just blurring together at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. That's nuts. But the uh, the next movie, help me out. What's the next? Black Widow. Black Widow is the uh, next one. Oh, now, Black Widow oh. has been pushed back to like... I, I thought you meant that's like, already released. I'm it's like, like next year in like May or something now. Like it's crazy, I think. Yeah. Like it, it was going to... They kept pushing it back later and later this year, and now we're not going to yeah. see it for forever. Well, I think the next thing that we're actually going to see, not necessarily a movie, but, uh, but the next thing from Marvel is what, WandaVision, I believe it is. Correct. We are getting a Disney yeah. Plus series um, MCU. So we are getting something, but like mm-hmm. I'm talking from movie release right. to next movie release. Yeah. We're getting it's, so off topic right now. Well, but it's but, <laughs> but it is relevant. Of, it but is it's relevant, relevant it is because relevant. it's yeah, still yeah. the same. It's the same. Because um, Disney is reorganizing and re- Right. Re- Disney, Disney's the one making these decisions. Right. And so I think we're seeing similar things with Star Wars here. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars, we're talking these, these MCU movies are, some of them are done. Some yeah. of them are mostly done, you yeah. know, and like Star Wars movies not even not even in production in production yet. Yeah. So the chances of it coming out when they say it will is very slim. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. So anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot to, to think about there. Uh, I think, you know, as of right now, we can only just wait and see. I think going back to talking about that digital uh, or having a Star Wars movie on Disney Plus, I think the only way that we could see that is if they continue to, to push this uh, movie releases on 
on their Disney Plus platform for a premium fee. Yeah. Um, if you were to do like they did that with Milan, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, but but they didn't even release it in theaters here in America. Yeah. Yeah. They released it um, in in other countries, but I don't think it got a theater release at all. I think here. they didn't. I did the release in China, I believe. Yeah. But, and uh, so um, so that being said, if if they were to to continue down that path. What if they eventually, by that point, maybe we're at the place where we do a theater release, but you also release it in homes at the same time on and Disney that's Plus what I could definitely for see. like 30 bucks. That's exactly what I could see happening. Yeah. Where where it's a dual release where they're kind right. of maybe sort of kind of want to, you know, transfer you can, to the digital yeah, realm and, and they're can, having that dual, you know. Yeah. And you can make that decision. Do you want to sit in your pajamas at home and on right. your couch and watch it? Right. Or do you want to go to a theater and get the... the uh, you know the the, the intended the way full to, to watch experience. it, right? The full yeah. experience, and that but that can be in your hands, and I think that is think a future that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, to that's me. a good option, yeah. good set of options. So we can go ahead and move on from that. But what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Do you, do you guys like going to the theater, or or has this new era of uh, watching from home? Do you prefer that being more comfortable? Yeah, so we would love. love yeah, we'd love to know. What I think your you know are you know what our thoughts are. We've said it probably like every episode over the past twenty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to know what you guys think so drew go ahead and take us on to this next story here yeah uh i'm trying you go ahead and, and and say it because my <laughs> okay. my phone is like giving up on me for some reason okay gotcha all right so as we know we had vader immortal come to uh through ilm labs or ilm x labs or however they call themselves um to uh oculus quest and now we're actually getting a new game as we well know called tales of galaxy's edge um but uh, what's very interesting is that we recently we got some teasers and things that in some still in, still images in the past but we actually finally have a full trailer and we have the release date which is november 19th so uh we we have uh, some a lot of, whole lot of information and it's, it's coming less than a month now uh in fact like what t minus three days from a month uh something along those lines so um Drew, I obviously can't speak to, I can't necessarily speak to Vader Mortal. I hope to soon. I I, I will soon, yeah. um, one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, as someone who has played it, you know, how how do you think it's going to compare to Vader Mortal in terms of Tales of Galaxy's Edge? I think this is going to be a more lighthearted adventure. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it, it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to have like multiple different. <laughs> I, well. Tales, right? Because they're tales from the from the galaxy's edge. I think right. it's going to have some different stories, which I think is going to be cool because you're going to get to see things from multiple different perspectives there. And um, for example, um, with this new trailer, we learn that at some point in the story, you get to play as a Padawan um, that Yoda is 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 teaching and you you're in a old jedi temple on batu like oh, an wow. ancient jedi That's temple cool. yeah. and so actually even on this you will get the chance to wield a lightsaber uh, you'll get to spend some time with Yoda and VR, so that's always cool. <laughs> oh, um, man, yeah. And but but yeah, it's not only that though, um, because we know you you also play this other character, which I would assume is the main character, which mm -hmm. then must be going around and then hearing these stories. I'm not sure how it all works yet. Yeah, and they've but, not released that information for us either. We're obviously just gonna have to find out. Right. So. <laughs> but um, but the fact that you know you, I, I was excited to hear that you get to play as a Jedi again at some point in this. Yeah, it's not just um, all just black blasters and things right of that right nature. um yeah. because you know vr swinging lightsabers is the best part of it all <laughs> right. so uh, yeah. the fact that you get to do this in that too is great yeah so i'm really excited for it i'll, I'll be picking it up november 19th um and it, we, we just have so much star wars in the next couple months i know it's crazy I'm so excited um, so between excited. the mandalorian uh we get the oh actually we're going to talk about that next i guess we could just bring it up right now uh the the holiday special is is coming um, November seventeenth, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, this is this is really bad. Uh, all of my news stories are, are not working because I took a lot of them from StarWarsNewsNet.com, and yeah. I think their site just crashed. So, oh, oof. okay. Well, we can find we can at least just talk about it. Yeah, but we can look some stuff. But off, the um, 
the holiday special comes out, do you have a date for that? Can you see where it says uh, the date for it? It's a holiday special, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay, so I have pulled up on Star the Wars. Star Wars Lego. It says, learn the true meaning of Life Day with a festive celebration of the entire Skywalker saga in the charming Lego style debuting November 17th. Okay, so yeah, so two days, yes. two days before Prior the, the yeah before the the VR game. Yeah. Um. So we have that. We October thirtieth, we have Mandalorian season two. Right. November tenth, we have. Uh, well, we have the Xbox release, but that's oh, beside the point. Whatever. <laughs> um, we also have uh, the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view book comes mm-hmm. out the tenth. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Got November seventeenth, Lego Holiday Special. November nineteenth, Tales of Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and Mandalorian goes until, what, December sometime? Yeah, yeah. So if it follows the same schedule, like December 17th, I believe it is. So, yeah. so incredibly exciting stuff. We oh, will yeah. have, we're going to have so much content to talk about in the next couple months. Oh, man. Uh, we yeah, got a lot of plans as far as we're going to do try to do some live streams, some videos. I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. This, these next couple of months are going to be kind of chock full of stuff. And the more stuff that comes out in Star Wars means the more stuff that's going to be coming out from us and uh we hope to you know um we hope to have some cool stuff for you guys that's different than usual some more youtube videos maybe some more live streams and who knows maybe you guys uh give us some cool ideas maybe even some more stuff from that so yeah uh, we're we're looking forward to it we're excited and uh yeah so keep your eyes and ears out for all the cool stuff ahead yeah, so uh, moving on, uh, talking a little bit more about, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back, we the audiobook cast has been revealed for this. And I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. If there's ever something to listen to an audiobook form of, it's probably something like this, because... Um, this is these all these stories I feel like could just be very a unique way of listening to an audiobook, um, having so many different uh, characters and stories in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're getting with this uh, the, the the full cast includes John Ham, uh, who is making his actually his second turn as a Star Wars reader, uh, having read as Boba Fett in the first from a certain point of view. And nice. I believe he is returning as Boba Fett for this um, for this second book. And kind of interesting, though, that they're choosing John Hamm to do it. Yeah. Because I don't... Why wouldn't they just get D. Bradley Baker to come in and, yeah. and, and do it? That's a good point, um, now that you say that. Because he's a voice actor. And he's already a voice actor, and technically he's done all the clones, and which... Surely I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a a pretty educated guess here that they're spending a lot more money to get John Hamm to come do it <laughs> right. than D. Bradley right. Baker. Right. Yeah. I, you would you would think so at least. I yeah. Mean, so I I don't know honestly as to why that would be. So I, I've seen a lot of like positivity about this, excited about it, but for me, I'm like, I think I would have rather had had him come in and do it because. Well, I mean. He is a, you know, yeah. Boba is a clone, right? And right. they're all modeled the same. So clearly if we follow actual canon, that's exactly what he would sound like. Now, maybe more gruff or maybe more, not as happy and bouncy as some of the clones or whatever. But like, it's the same voice, you know? And like I said, it would yeah. probably be significantly cheaper too. So <laughs> I don't know. It's that's an interesting choice. It is. Uh, I don't necessarily have anything against it. I just find it interesting that yeah. they, they went that route. Uh, but then going on, there's there's a lot of other names here. Um, One that really sticks out to me is Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer, yes. Yes, that would be very uh, awesome. I'll be interested to see um, who he is. Yeah, so I was thinking he, as well. Kind of who he is uh, going to be acting I don't remember Maul as. being in Empire Strikes Back. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, honestly, um, no. I mean. They're bringing him back, They're boys. bringing him back <laughs> for the 50th yeah. time. <laughs> no, I'd say, you know, he's he's a well-known voice actor. I'm sure he's just um, going to do maybe multiple voices in, in the yeah. story. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, this list has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nine actors on it for 40 stories right oh yeah so like probably multiple, assume, multiple different characters right i would assume so so anyways that's something to really look forward to uh i'll be honest with you i don't really recognize very many of the other names uh except emily Wu zeller uh mm-hmm. she she just did the dr afra audiobook so i assume she's coming back to um, voice dr afra again would be my assumption there um, and then, uh, Dion Graham, um, he is a veteran narrator and he's, uh, making his star Wars reading debut. So, um, yeah, I, I'm interested in, uh, in, in listening to it that way. 
Uh, I, I can tell you now I'm going to read it first. I'm not going to listen to it, but right. I might right. actually end up getting this just to listen to it just as a, as a cool way. Maybe when I'm driving or something to hear it. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I would, I think it's hard for me to say, I, I, I think I would definitely end up probably listening to it more than I'd be end up reading it, but, but this is definitely something I'm going to get regardless. Um, because empire is my favorite movie. Um, I'm telling you. If it's anything like the first, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna change your outlook on the movie, and that's so. what I'm saying. Empire is already my favorite movie, and if it changes it for the better, I can't even imagine. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just excited. it in one way or another. So, yeah. Okay, so our next story for today is the new Mandalorian season trailer, season two trailer that you've been waiting for so long has been released, and it is exactly the same thing as the teaser. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not really. Uh, it's not exactly well. The way I was, we, just, I mean, Andrew was talking about it. We the second it dropped, we had like both watched it and just like, hey, did you see the trailer? Like, yeah, we saw the trailer, and uh, and we're, I, I was just like, I'm pretty sure that this trailer is scene for scene the exact same thing as the first one at a different camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, and because we, you know, we had already been talking, and it's like, okay, if you know something big drops, Ahsoka shows up, something, yeah. we're gonna jump on live stream, we're gonna talk about yeah. it, we're gonna hurry and you know just be ready, so be right. ready. So I'm like, I'm ready all night. I mean, I'm I'm checking Twitter like every other every other minute. To mm-hmm. see if if it's if anything's popped on there, exactly. right? Because I'm not gonna watch the football game. So. Yeah, like, uh, no, no. It's like I care about Star Wars. Like, the only time you can get me to watch NFLs whenever <laughs> there's a Star Wars trailer coming out. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, so like I'm checking Twitter, and, and then it finally goes, and I'm so excited. I hurry and watch it, and it's like that. It. Bro. I was like, it's almost the same thing. <laughs> Which, again, I, I kind of appreciate that because the Mandalorian. Especially the, the first season of Mandalorian would not have been near as special yep. and as significant had we seen Baby Yoda well, beforehand. Okay, so let's back up. And I, I 100% agree with you, first of all. I, I like that we jumped in completely oblivious and they're not knowing what to expect and things yeah. of that nature. But I would even go further to say if we watched a trailer that showed him above the cradle and the little hand sticking up, doesn't mm-hmm. have to show Baby Yoda, just show that still image, I still think it would have ruined it. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Because it was the whole fact of like, oh, it's a 50-year-old, not man, but you know what I'm saying? It's a 50-year-old being right. that he's supposed to capture. And then all of a sudden, wait, there's a cradle? There's like this little cradle thing? What in the world? 50 years old? And uh, and yeah, seeing Baby Yoda for the first time just blew both of our minds, I'm sure, as I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it did for all of you as well. Right. Uh, funny funny thing is, I, I, the, I Andrew can recall that the first time we watched this, <laughs> I was like... Uh, I don't even know what maybe even think of it. He's like a fifty-year-old man or whatever, and this is Tyler Cradle. I'm like, yeah, it's Yoda. And also, then he posts his baby. Like, what? <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I, I'm like, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. When, when is the show? At? Is this Yoda? Wait, what is this? Anyway, as we well know, it's not Yoda. But I'm like, or is it? <laughs> or is it the the world between worlds? World, don't forget about the world between worlds, Braxton. Anything is possible. Uh, I don't, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. though, um, watching the trailer, like you said, I- I'm glad that they didn't show a whole lot more. Frankly, I just don't know why on their end that they would have made another one. You know what I'm saying? Like this close to it, why make another one that's pretty much the same exact thing? It just doesn't really make sense to me. But hey, it's their money, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, don't, one of the things that we see in the trailer that we didn't see is we do see a, the crash landing for Mando, for Mando there. True. Coming from the, off the Razor Crest, uh, being pursued by two X wings. Yeah, we got further. We got a further kind of clarification. They were kind of chasing. They're like, you know, uh, Razor Quest, Razor Crest. Please, you know, please turn around. Please, whatever. Um, secondarily, I thought it was interesting, not really all that important, but I did like to see the skeletonized Bantha. That was kind of interesting. You know, the, the dried out bones of the Bantha. That was kind yeah. of neat. Um, but that's, yeah, it, <laughs> that's really it makes me though. wonder if, if I'm, I'm not as, as, as a set that this is going to, that, um, Ilum is going to be involved anymore. Mm. Uh, yeah. just because of where he. I, I, why would there be X-Wings on Ilum? Well, I will say this, though. Well, I mean, what if Ahsoka's there? What if, you know, a million different things, right? But if you look, actually, in that still shot of when he's on the ice planet, he's fixing his ship because it looks like he's crash landing there or something, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the X-Wings shot him. I don't know. But uh, if you look in the background, it looks like there's a dead 
like one of those ice spiders that you see on Elm. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I think. Now, I mean, I don't know that's what it is, I mean, but it, it looks like it. It, it looks like Ilum. Yeah. It does, and it's yeah. got the big, long, like... Like crevasse. Cre- yeah, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and so there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so much... And, and it would make sense going to an ancient Jedi area. All of that adds mm-hmm. up. And and Dave Filoni connection there, everything. It oh, just, so many things. So I many mean, things. It makes sense. But but at the same time, it's like I feel like the Empire, or well, actually, the beginnings of the First Order what if may already, already be there. Yeah. Because uh, we know from from the game that that I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's it's too it's it's too soon to really tell. But but what we do know is that they we can officially say we will not see Ahsoka until this show. Um, until this show is out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that there, there's, and how crazy would it be if Ahsoka's not in this show, but all this talk but, on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she is, but they're, they're saving it. She is, I think she is kind of like the baby Yoda of season two. And, and, and there's the best, and here's what I'll say, you know, at the end of the day, why would they tell us if Ahsoka was in it? They didn't right. tell us baby Yoda was in it. So yeah. why would they tell us? Ahsoka? Anyway. Yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> moving along. Yes. Uh, there's a new Star Wars book that clears up a little bit of a mystery about Snoke's origins. Uh, there's a new book called The Star Wars Book. <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> and it's got just tons and tons of uh, information about all things Star Wars, written by Cole Horton, Pablo Hidalgo, who you can guarantee and trust and knows what he's talking about. And um, there's a file um, on, about uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, in this and what's interesting is they describe um supreme leader snoke as uh something i've never heard of before but a strand cast hmm. yeah and I so I that either. let me see if i can find here um in fact it says in fact only scant details exist regarding his origins it's possible Snoke himself may not know his true nature. Snoke is a strand cast, an artificial genetic construct concocted by the resurrected Darth Sidious to be his proxy in power. Wow. So there you go. That yeah. actually answers that question. Right. Is that, was he just like a, a, a disciple? Nope. He was actually created. And Snoke has free will. There's our other, remember we, we yeah. talked a lot about does Snoke have yeah. free will or, or was he um, just a puppet? Yeah, but it does wow. say here so that does Snoke has free there. will, but his actions and goals are still orchestrated by Sidious. Hmm. So Sidious still yeah. had a hold of him, was telling him what to do. But what's still unclear to me is what did, how did did Snoke know about Palpatine, or was he still orchestrating <laughs> and telling him like through the Force, like into his mind, like hmm. there's still. I still don't understand all of it. But Wait we, a second. Does I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong on this. But in episode seven, Force Awakens, didn't Snoke say something about like something calls out to him? So, I mean, I could be completely wrong on that. But I feel like I could where he said like something calls out from him, like in in like in the in the beyond and something like that. I don't even know. But let me I'll have to look try to look that up. But uh, um. Well, Palpatine. Palpatine had something calling out to him from the. Oh, uh, from maybe the, that's what I'm mixing it up as then. From the unknown regions. Yeah. And he started mapping out. He he started to try to map out, and that's how he got he came he got Thrawn to come mm-hmm. and and help him map out the unknown regions. That's probably I'm just mixing that up because yeah. something was calling to him. We never yeah. got an answer for that. Everyone always assumed it was Snoke, but yeah, now right. And I think right. even they, I think even the author. Uh, Zahn, I think he was hinting at that as well because he right. probably didn't know either. I think that's what every everything right. was leading to that. Yeah. And then, but you know, Lucasfilm's like surprise. Oh, surprise! Uh, actually, Palpatine created Snoke. So, anyways, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get an answer for the whole whole what's something calling to him from known regions, but yeah, well, we yeah. Not. So, still more to be to be told about Snoke. But hey, we did get a little bit more here. Of course, we already knew that that Snoke was created. 
um, by Darth Sidious. But what but, but what's really interesting here is that um, he does have free will. Yeah, and that was a big question that, that we had. Yeah, and so um, hopefully we'll, we'll eventually get more stories on that. But yeah. Yeah, but without any further ado, we'll go ahead and move on because there's a lot of big stuff we could move into that. But fortunately, we're kind of like waning on time on my own fault here. Um, our third to last <laughs> news piece. <laughs> like I said, guys, we got lots of news. <laughs> is uh, uh, As of recently, we actually got a new look at some of the Padawans of the High Republic. So as it says on IGN and also StarWars.com, uh, meet the next class of Jedi from the galaxy far, far away. Lucasfilm has unveiled four new Jedi Padawans that are featured in Star Wars The High Republic. StarWars.com has officially pulled back the curtain on four new characters providing the first look and images and fresh details about the wide range of Padawan learners in the High Republic era. So I'll quickly go over this, um, their names, and then also I'll talk about the books that books and or series or whatever you can find them in. And yeah. Drew, if you want to go over some more of that. But well, so you're going to... You're going to read off each one, right? Like their name, species, and what they're going to be in. Okay, yeah, go for it. So the first one is Buryaga. Um, and we've talked about him before, um, but he's actually a Wookiee Padawan. Very, very interesting. Um, something that I'm excited to see, um, you know, because at, at this point... Yeah, uh, did not expect him to be a Padawan. That actually yeah. surprised me. Well, when I saw the picture, it made it look like right. It made was, it look uh, like he was like a like room. on a council or something. Yeah, exactly. He had like these big uh, robes. But which, I guess I guess he's just you know Wookies are huge. So. Wookies are big. Um, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so he's actually a a Padawan, which is was very interesting. Well, but. Yeah, because at this point, up until now, we only knew about one Wookie Jedi, and it was like a uh, it was like a relative of Chewbacca. Um, it sounds something like Chewbacca. It was like. I don't think he's a relative of Chewbacca. I could have swore they said he was. Anyway, I know who you're talking regardless, about. Regardless, regardless, the little one in the Clone Wars, right? No, no. I'm saying the only one I thought of. At oh, time, you're talking about Lobaka. Lobaka from uh, from Legends. But I'm saying he was Legends. That's what I was getting to. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know but what I'm just saying, about. like at this point, the only full fledged Jedi that we knew about uh, at that point was Lobaka. Now, I guess they did have the Padawan uh, in, in Clone Wars. Yeah, I don't remember what his name was. He's actually in that lightsaber book over there. I saw oh, him. Interesting. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's, I'm just saying it's interesting that we're adding even more Wookiees because it it's very rare, even it's in the rare, show. It's rare, uh, yeah. In mm-hmm. and, and Clone Wars, they say, oh, a Wookiee, you know, uh, whatever the, uh, the robot's name was. But he's yeah. like, oh, Wookiee, you know, your species is rare. Anyway, so Buryaga is the Wookiee uh, Padawan, and he will you will see him in Star Wars The Higher Public Light of the Jedi novel by Charles Soule. So that'll be interesting to see. We also have uh, Wreath or Wreath Silas. And he seems to be obviously a human, um, and he will be in Star Wars: The Higher Public Into the Dark novel. Again, by Claudia Ray. I thought he was also on the council. So. <laughs> Same thing. We're <laughs> seeing that these these Padawan are a these, lot older than we these think. These Padawans look, or at least like, look older. Look, I mean he he looks he looks like a man, like a full grown man, or at least like mid twenties. Yeah, I mean he could be he could be easily eighteen to to twenty, you know, early twenties, mm-hmm. but um. But maybe maybe he's not. Maybe he's even like a teenager. Maybe it's he's just these drawings or, are a little. It, you yeah, know. I, I will say on the book cover, I think he's on the or maybe just the images they showed. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, but w- remember. when it shows this guy and and it showed also Buryaga, they they look pretty old. Yeah, and so maybe. Exactly. But anyways, we'll see. Yeah, so you'll find him in Into the Dark novel or Into the Dark, which is a novel by Claudia Gray. Um, also, we have Lula Talasola. Um, and she is obviously a human as well, and she will be found in Higher Public Adventures comic by Daniel Jose Older or Older. Um, and then last but not least is Belle Zetafar, and uh, very interesting is human. But what's interesting is like some weird like dragon dog creature. Has some like hellhound uh, or well, something. Well, <laughs> they probably they probably explain what it is here. Um, and it says the bell spending. Yeah, here we go. Uh, and it says, let me read this whole sentence here. Even though the conditions are described as harsh, where he's at, um, Bell and his as master work together to keep the peace and spread the light. With Bell spending most of his time training and wandering the Iron Hills of the planet with a charhound named Ember. So that's actually exactly what I thought. Like a dragon dog. <laughs> Wait, it's called a charhound. Charhound. That's funny. Yeah. But basically, hellhound. They just changed it's, it a little bit. <laughs> Fetch me their souls. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, where you're going to find him is in the High Republic Light of the Jedi 
a novel by Charles Soule as well. So um, we could go more into that on the sake of time. We can, we'll go ahead and let you guys look into that, of course. Um, yeah, I do want to just, the one thing I would like to mention about that is uh, it talks about Beriaga coming, you know, one of the few Wookiees to travel away from Kashyyyk to go to the, the temple. But um, it, it said that what sets him apart is his natural effortless ability to sense the emotions of others. And so mm, it's kind of just an interesting thing there. And then his master, Nib, Nib Esek, um, learned um, the language of the Wookiees to um, more properly educate her student in the ways of the Force. Very so it's cool. just kind of Yeah, a lot of cool tie-ins like that. All right, so let's see here. So the next story we have is, um, we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago um, uh, when we did our last episode, but there's a Comic-Con panel in New York, um, I think it was like NYCC, and um, and they they had two different panels, uh, which was for um, Lucas Publishing, just in general, and then they also had... Um, uh, they just had like actually specifically a higher public panel. Um, so like I said, they had this higher public panel that, that didn't release anything too groundbreaking, but they did release quite a bit of things. And I think the biggest groundbreaking thing that we got, um, and I don't know what all you're wanting to talk about, Drew, but let's just talk about the biggest thing that we learned from that and that we actually do get a confirmation as to what the great disaster is. Um, so Drew, you want to talk about that or... Go ahead. I'm 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 trying to bring up a new uh, page on that because yeah, mine yeah. is messed up. So. Okay, and you're having some technical difficulties. Well, because the wipes, the, his website crashed. I don't know why, yeah. but I had a lot of stories from that same website. So so um and and and, and perhaps I should have had a little bit more details about this myself because I didn't realize um that we everything would be crashing down <laughs> anyway. But uh, <laughs> um so anyway. Like I said, as we, we got a few months back, or few, you know, however long it was, um, we knew that uh, there was this great disaster that kind of led to this cataclysmic, um, you know, turn of events for Star Wars and the High Republic, and uh, and that's what that's what you know caused all of this to happen. You know, that's what caused all of these people to have to go and do all the things, right? All the Jedi, all the Anyway, so for a long time that we didn't know what it was, we didn't know if it was going to be something that uh, something that was to do with the Sith or whatever. But at the very beginning of Chapter One in um, Light of the Jedi, which is the very first book, we actually got that first chapter revealed to us when we read through it um, on one of our previous episodes. If you want to look at that, but. Um, Essentially, there's this ship, and there's this, this captain of the ship, and, and she's hauling freight, but she's also hauling people into the outer rim, and she and, and this is kind of when um, light speed was kind of experimental, or it just started coming into the into the kind of the realm of being, so to speak. Um, and uh, I'm I'm trying to look here exactly what all this is called, because I I would love to give you guys more specifics. I'm kind of uh, not finding it, but anyway. Um, so whatever this ship's name is, with this whatever the captain's name is, <laughs> we're gonna find out soon enough. Um, but she, they go into hyperspace, and, and, you know, light speed, and, and uh, on their high, you know, on their light speed lane, right? Um, they uh, something, and, and we still don't know what this is, but something gets into their lane. They hit, um, they hit this thing with their ship and all of a sudden now pieces of the ship, um, you know, and the freight and all this stuff is flying in all kinds of different directions at light speed, uh, or excuse me, you know, hyperspace or speed, whatever you want to call it. Right. And it's flying into all of these different planets, which is causing so much destruction. So now we know for sure what the great disaster is now, what caused it, what came into the lane? We don't know. Um, we're still going to try to figure that out, but yeah. Yeah, Star Wars News Net's working again now. Oh, um, thank goodness. So, <laughs> uh, there are a couple of things that that are interesting here that we'll bring up. Um, Yoda, you know, we talked about Yoda is going to be, um, you know, teaching the younger Padawans, uh, but we it says we won't actually see him until slightly later during the fallout of the Great Disaster. Hmm. Um, okay. Claudia Gray's Into the Dark characters are actually caught up in the Great Disaster itself, hmm. whatever that means. Interesting. Um, 
Uh, there's some other stuff here. Uh, well, we, we talked about, we may have already talked about this, but I'll bring it up again. Avar Chris perceives the force as music. Yeah. And calls we, it the song just, of the force, which is cool. I think we talked about that. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Um, I couldn't remember if just you and me talked about that. If we yeah, talked I know. About I'm like, here. I don't know if we discussed the surface <laughs> on the podcast. We apologize on that. So there's, there's some interesting stuff there. They also said they wanted to find a balance between something new and honoring work that has come before in the EU. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's cool as well. For sure. Um, and, but the, there, they also said there have been references to the high Republic in recent work that no one has picked up on yet, hmm. which is it's interesting, but, whatever yeah. that may, may be. Right. Uh, but the big, the biggest thing for me that came out of this was, was the announcement of phase two. You know, we've mm-hmm. been talking for a long time since this was announced that this is this is phase one. They're doing this like an MCU type deal, mm-hmm. and there's probably going to be more phases. And well, we were right; there is going to be more phases. There is a phase two, and what the best part about this is that phase two comes out in 2021. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it won't be a long wait at all. We're gonna get we're getting uh, both phase one and phase two both in 2021. So that's gonna be a lot of Star Wars books there. A lot, a lot um, of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Scott is writing the adult novel, which he is right right for phase one. He is writing the uh, main Marvel comic series of the High Republic. Mm-hmm. So this time he's going to be reading or uh, writing the adult novel. Interestingly enough, Charles Soule uh, also is usually a comic writer who has wrote this first adult novel. Right. And so now we have right. another comic writer coming over and doing, so that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, crossover for uh, sure. Justina Ireland is writing the YA novel for phase two and Daniel Jose older is writing a middle grade novel for phase two. They also hinted that Claudia gray is releasing something as well for phase two, but they did not mm. like go into what that was. Right. And I'm not sure <laughs> why they couldn't just say uh, i don't know if it's gonna be another adult novel or if she's like dipping into comic territory i think that'd be a shame right I think she's she's phenomenal at writing right. at right. writing uh right. ya and adult so i i think it'd be great if they just threw in another one there but also star wars insider magazine used to have short stories mm-hmm. and they had kind of done away with that for a while and but they're bringing these back they're bringing the short stories back mm-hmm. and they're going to be begin doing this in the December issue, which is going to actually be our very first High Republic um, story. We'll actually be in the Star Wars Insider magazine, and that's where we'll get our first one. Yeah. And um, and then they're going to continue to release those. Uh, I think they're written by Charles Soule. So yeah. very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Lots of stuff so there. there's a bunch there. And we know that there's not, uh, it's not too much later that we're even going to get even more. So Drew, do, if it's okay with you, I think we're going to just kind of like, we're getting into our rumors. Maybe you try to hit fire some of these uh, due to time's sake. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I apologize. I, I actually don't have a ton of time today. And uh, you know, the problem is when Andrew and I get started, start talking about Star Wars, we can let's trace Yeah, we're going to have to kind of burst through these. So. so so with rumors, let's just go ahead and and I'll hit on it. And if you want to throw some some details out there, we can try to do it you know, quickly, but with information here. So. Yep. First thing is Rogue One spinoff series, as we've been hearing about it, uh, supposedly begins filming November 4th, and it's under the working title of Star Wars Andor. So, obviously, casting in Andor, I got that mixed up a little bit. I'm like, Andrew's like, Star Wars Andor? I'm like, Andor what? (laughs) (laughs) So, interesting, if those of you who are interested in that Cassian Andor series there, um, supposedly it's going to start working on November 4th, so... Very interesting on that. Yeah, and I think the 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 most important thing to take away from this is that this means we are, if if they truly are starting November fourth, we're definitely going to get this sometime next year. Mm-hmm. I would assume um, if they're starting that early, mm-hmm. and uh, it it'll be interesting to see where they slot that in um, because you know we're going to get a Mandalorian season three. I assume they're they're planning for Mandalorian season three to come out the same about the same time as it has for season one and season two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if COVID has messed that up for them or not. Uh, it might, we may not get this till beginning of 2022 Mandalorian, but, but I, I assume Cassian will have to release in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's be, enough yeah. time. Yeah. I don't know either. That so, is kind of close up. They, right. But I assume they're know. not going to want to release Andor and Mandalorian season three no. in the same period Unless they of time. have to push it back. 
unless they have to push it back, which then they might release Andor in this season, the holiday season of next year, and which then release Mandalorian possible. in the spring of of 2022. Well, I'd almost expect them to release Mandalorian on the same time schedule and just push. That may make more sense because yeah. you know, it's not even happened yet. You know, Mandalorian's Very already true. Has a, a set schedule. That's that's of. a good point. But I'm just saying, so. I'm just, the only reason I have say that is if the the timing has been messed up for the Mandalorian to release on right where it normally would. Sure, but I don't know. So. Yeah. So anyway, there's interesting stuff there. Uh, you know, if it's going to start filming soon, who knows? We may even see it next year. So next thing is uh, we're talking about Gina Carano's Cara Dune uh, is, is supposedly getting a spinoff and supposedly it's being rumored to even start filming fairly soon. So Drew, do you have any more on that? Not really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. We've heard about a spinoff for like every character possible right now. Why not Cara um, Dune, right? So yeah, just add another one to the mix. Uh, yeah. Throw them all in the ring. Let them punch it out. See who wins. Mm. See who comes. Who the Lucasfilm decides is victorious <laughs> right. to right. have their own shows. I think they're literally putting every name in the pot. They're just seeing what what sound what they come up with. What's going to work for the future of Disney Plus? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think anything here is set in stone. Yeah. But. So anyway, if you're excited about that, um, you want to see Cara Dune spin off, um, you know, cross your fingers and hope she wins the fight, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and within that, if there anything more comes out, specific dates and things, because this is rumor, um, we'll make sure to let you know. So our th- uh, second to last uh, rumor is Star Wars Rebels and the Bad Batch get new rumors and release dates added to them. Yeah, so um, they're saying... That they believe this is Kessel Run's transmissions, just so you know. <laughs> so you know, they're saying they believe <laughs> that the first season of the Rebel sequel is done; it is complete, oh, and they think that it will follow Ahsoka and Sabine. Okay, hmm. they they are dead set on this. It's animated. Ahsoka and Sabine star in it, and season one is already done. <laughs> wow, that's a bold that statement. Is a very bold uh, statement. They they speculate that summer twenty twenty one is when it's going to release. And then they say that the Bad Batch is set to release in March, April of 2021. I will just say, I don't want to take too much time on this, but I would say, if especially with the Rebels, I think with as much fanfare as Rebels has had in the past, I feel like if it's actually already done, we would be already be hearing something more substantial about this. But yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah, and that's that'd be back-to-back animated shows, so that'd be interesting yeah. if that truly is the case. Yeah, yeah, and it's not impossible, but I feel like... It's wishful thinking. We have we do have a lot of things stacked together just as of right now, but it's games, books, and a TV show, right? It's not 50 different TV shows, right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what comes happens. You know, it comes out. At, you know, um, I would definitely expect both of these to be real. I mean, so we already know the Bad Batch for sure is real. Um, I don't know about the Rebels. Um, but, uh, you know, within that... Um, I don't know. We'll see what, when they get released. I highly doubt they'll be on top of each other like that. So, Right. Last but not least, uh, on our final rumor is the next Star Wars movie could actually be doing scenery, so- scenery shots in Scotland as of November. Yeah, so the Daily Record says uh, that they have a source saying that um, in December, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, December. You're, yeah, you're yeah. good. Um, that... December of this year, that three days of filming is going to take place for a new Star Wars movie, uh, which is very interesting. Um, they're basically they're using um, some scenery for some of their first production shots. Uh, it says the film is still a few years away, but that you know they're just kind of starting to get things rolling, getting some of the locations figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if this is true, that's exciting. It's great. It's great to hear some first movement. news on a, on a on a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I hope it's the case. Uh, maybe if this truly does start filming in December, we'll hear a little more, maybe get a confirmation. But as of right now, this is just a rumor. Right. All right. So that was going to conclude our rumors for the week. Um, like I said, there's not a ton of actual information. That's why we're kind of allotting it to go move a little quickly right, right. just due to my own time constraints. And I'm just going to jump in real quick on releases. Yeah, there's yeah. just the um, just um, Dr. Afra 5 on for it's coming out on Wednesday. And then, of course, The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. starts on friday awesome so, super yep. excited for that 
All right, so guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and end on our Q&A. Um, as you guys know, we try to get three questions from you all each week, and we actually even have some in surplus, so we're very thankful for that. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into that, and, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to kind of shotgun these answers a little bit, so I apologize if we don't go t- as deeply as you would want, um, but I promise we'll do our best to answer them to the fullest extent possible. Yeah. So our first, uh, first question this week comes from Kristen Perry, says... Uh, she says, what is the full extent of Vader's armor and what can it do for him? So I have a few things that I can think of off the top of my head. I'll kind of say what I, I think. And then Drew, if you like, oh, wait, well, here's this thing also. Yeah, go you for know. it. So of course, first of all, you know, uh, the whole reason he has the armor and the suit is that it's a life support system. So, you know, it helps constantly keep him alive, you know, give some oxygen breeze. Um, it, it treats the, the burn wounds and it even has like... Uh, biometric stuff to keep his heart beating and all of his organs running and stuff like that. So it's constantly uh, giving him life support, monitoring his vitals and all those things. So that's the main purpose. But it's actually, uh, you know, since it's fully enclosed about him, um, it also allows him to go into any environment and uh, uh, atmosphere, um, you know, because it's enclosed, so he has his oxygen. So even in space, he can go out in space with it and stuff like that. Um, Thirdly, um, it's actually the full shell of the suit is durasteel, so obviously it acts as armor, um, which can deflect um, blaster bolts and things of that nature. And the last thing that I could think of um, is that his helmet um, has a lot of things in it, but it has a lot of sensory enhancements, so it can boost his hearing. Um, the lenses give him like a clearer, longer vision. Also gives him like environmental readouts and things like that. Yeah. No, I think you covered it really well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else for me to say. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's it. that's kind of the most things I can think of, and that's kind of like the... Right. The, the, the biggest the biggest thing is like, yeah, it's a life support system. That's why he wears it. That's it's ultimately not, what it's, it is. It's not because yeah. because it, it like he wants to wear it, and it helps it, him do all of these things. He didn't wear it just because it's armor. Right. right. He's right. wearing it because he has to. Exactly. But, yeah. So they made it a Durasteel just so it could be armor. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of cool things in that. And uh, we greatly appreciate your question, uh, question, Christian. As always. As always. Yes, thank yes. you. All right. So our second question actually comes from Miss Ava Patton. So this is Hello, actually... Miss Ava Patton. Yes. She is a student at uh, my church's school, oh, um, okay. JC's Academy. And um, Very cool. she had a question for us this week. Well, thank you for asking us a question. Yes, Ava. We appreciate that. So she says, how many times did Darth Maul, quote unquote, die? So I know he supposedly got killed like three times. He's almost like a cockroach, and you are absolutely right. <laughs> Seems like we're always seeing uh, some kind of stuff here where where Maul's like either like getting cut in half or getting resurrected or something yeah. crazy. So, um, so we're going to talk about there's there's different versions, right? We have what's canon, right? What we know that is actually in the Star Wars universe, and then there's things like in Legends, which means that they're not necessarily considered to be uh, a part of the actual Star Wars story. So in canon. There's actually only two times that he kind of quote unquote dies, right? Where Obi-Wan in the Phantom Menace uh, cuts him in half and he falls down the shaft and stuff like that. Um, and then when he actually gets killed by Obi-Wan in Rebels. So those are the two times um, that we see him kind of die and then actually die. <laughs> but in Legends, there's actually three more times that we see this. And Legends, like I said, are not necessarily uh, considered actual Star Wars story. Um, but one of them happens, uh, actually several of them happen in what's called the Star Wars Tales comics, um, in this series. And one time some Sith acolytes actually clone Maul to become Vader's apprentice and Vader actually ends up killing him because <laughs> he doesn't like it. Um, another time in Legends is it was a what if story, uh, that led him to, uh, you know, to a, a bunch of different things and he dies. And then last but not least, like there was another what if story. So overall there was like Three, three or four uh, uh, legends things that where he died, but in canon, in actual, you know, Star Wars Rebels, Clone Wars, uh, and in the movies and things of nature, we only see two times where uh, he kind of sort of dies and then actually dies. <laughs> so, Ava, <laughs> hope that answers your question. We really appreciate you asking. And then our third and final question comes from Mr. Greg Stewart, who says, Imagine you were the creator of a new Star Wars game with a wide open budget. What would be the animation, gameplay, story and character development, customization, and etc. be? And would you also add multiplayer? Um, if you would, how so? 
So uh, I I will go ahead and throw mine out. And then well, we'll I want to say, up. Greg, thank you for actually asking a real question. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's not like some uh, weird. We know you're, you. We know that you're trying to sabotage us, but I appreciate <laughs> one question. At a time. I appreciate that you actually asked us a real question for once. <laughs> <Right. laughs> we really appreciate that, man. We really do. <laughs> so to answer your actual question, it actually is, is hard because there's so many ways that that could go right. That you know, I mean, any type of game with any budget, right? It's so hard. For me, I think some of the best games that I've played from Star Wars has been open world. Um, and uh, specifically, you know, a lot of... If I made a game, it would take a lot of inspiration from KOTOR, um, where it has a, a, a semi-linear time, you know, storyline, but yet you can always make changes to it from your yeah. decision. So I would say make it open world and multi-choice like KOTOR, or Knights of the Old Republic, for those who are not familiar with the acronym. Um, but have the graphics and gameplay style of Jedi Fallen Order. I think for me, that would be like the ultimate game. Now, in terms of the, the time frame, I don't know. In the content, obviously, I don't know. That's kind of, that's that's so broad, you know. But in terms of the gameplay and stuff like that, I would love like an open world style like um, uh, Knights of the Republic where you can make your own decisions, do your own things, and go to all these cool planets and environments, yeah. but yet have the modern play style of Fallen Order. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty close to what, what, how you feel there. I want it to be like a, a semi open world. I don't know. I want it to be completely open world. Right. Cause normally when you do a open world game that, that means that it's completely open. You're on one map, the entire game. Right. And like, I want yeah. this to travel to different planets. You have smaller contained maps for each planet, you know, that, right. and, and I want it to still be a, uh, fairly linear story. But of course, you still make changes to that. It changes what happens. But I do want it to be very structured. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I agree with you. Give me a, let me be a, a Jedi of my choosing. Create it. You know, give it a voice. Give it a, its own look. And then, um, but also maybe you do have the combat style of something more like um, Jedi Fallen Order mm -hmm. um, instead of the the turn based. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the turn based. I mean, it's fun, but I I did prefer. I like, was the never Fallen a Order. huge fan of the turn based. For me, that was just a uh, just. I I did that to get to the next story point, it, <laughs> right. but but right. for any of it, it's for that's it's going to be that way for me for any of it. But I think if you right. have a combat style more like um, Jedi Fallen Order, it'll be a little more interesting, make you feel more like you're involved in it. Exactly. And yeah. um and and then um I, what I would like to also hint on is he said you know would there be multiplayer? Oh yeah yeah he did. Say I that. think um. I think it could be cool to have a multiplayer aspect to that. But here's here's my pitch: is you you go through your story, you create your Jedi, you 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 get to the end. Once everything is finished, said and done, then you get like uh, quarterly co-op mission releases Ooh, where you get yeah. you take your Jedi's, yeah. you come together, and it, and they release these every you know every three months or so. Yeah, and. And they have this multiplayer narrative that you guys make decisions, and they, you know what I mean. And, yeah. and it's like a, it's like a couple hours long, maybe. That'd be awesome. And and yeah. so you get that multiplayer experience, but you're also continuing your character and continuing leveling up. Yeah, and that I, kind of thing. I would love to see the same thing. In fact, even if you wanted to do like PvP, you could look to like something like Jedi Outcast. Sure. Yeah. And that yeah. that had a great PvP right. for but the I, time, especially. Yeah. But for me, know? I think. Get that single player story exactly what it needs to be. Put all of your resources and focus on that. Right. Once that's been out for a while, then you could branch out into a multiplayer aspect. Yeah. Problem is, a lot of these games, when you try to make it multiplayer, everything mm -hmm. multiplayer, it waters it down. It waters I down agree. the story. Waters down the. Um, I the, eat Destiny. The, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Destiny, I but like, yeah. but the story itself always has to be stuck to a cutscene, or you know what I mean. You can't get exactly. a whole lot of story. Uh, because of the way it's made, the way it's structured, yeah. because of the multiplayer. So I'm on the same base as you. I yeah. definitely, I'm definitely more of a story-based game player. Yeah. Um, I do love multiplayer on pretty much any facet, whether it be PvP or 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 doing like conjunctive cooperative stuff. I love all that, but I am a story guy. So right, right. and story game, is almost always hurt when you force a game to be multiplayer throughout. Exactly. And one day maybe they'll finally get around that. And a couple games have figured it out, mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's always a struggle. Um, and that's why I think it'd be better as like an end game scenario or something. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Greg, we appreciate your question, and we appreciate every one of your guys' questions, uh, those of you, and we even have uh, some of you who uh, had asked questions this week, and we didn't get to them uh, due to our having previous ones. But you guys will be on a queue uh, that will be answered first time next week, but we appreciate each and every one of your reactions. It definitely makes the show... Um, we really appreciate yeah. that. And next time we're talk next time we're talking on this podcast, we'll already have seen the Mandalorian oh, episode one. Man. So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that is very exciting. <laughs> so we'll have a lot to talk about next week. A lot. Tune in next Saturday for our next one. Yeah. We'll be discussing the first episode of the Mandalorian. <sighs> cool stuff, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> but without any further ado, we want to thank everybody so, so much for you guys' continued support towards the podcast, and we look forward to hearing from you. Please uh, comment, talk to us online. We would love to hear from you. Just to say hi or comment on the on the podcast, whatever you'd like to do. We'd love to hear from you. But please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Insta- Instagram, and even actually Twitch now. Um, we... we haven't been able to do uh, streaming as as uh, much as we'd like. We're going to do more in the future, but follow us on there as well. But uh, on those on the social media pages, follow us for weekly news, polls, discussions, memes, and more. Whatever we want to put on there, usually interesting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a good review if you would like. But we thank you guys for listening, and we invite you to join us next week for episode 37. But last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Mm-hmm.